1: Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dias. At NickDias10, as you can find me. Veteransminimum.com, as you can find all things VM. Big ups to the members of the Patreon. You know who you are. I'll get you a shout-out on the next episode because I'm a legend, and I don't have it uploaded right now. But we'll get into this episode because I'm excited. You're excited. My guy, Kenny Betts Big, is joining us once again. Happy birthday
2: to my guy, Kenny, as he joins <laughs> us. What up, baby? What's going on, man? Uh, how, how are we feeling? I'm big, big Patrick Mahomes win, getting the people pumped up, right? And what what is it? Calling yourself a legend, bro. You got to shout those guys out on this episode. They don't want to wait till next week. Next week's not promised, brother. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're right, man. I can't get this to upload right now. Why are you throwing me under <laughs> the bus? You know what I'm saying? I just What kind, like, of,
2: what kind of Walmart <laughs> connection they got over at the wind there, dude? Huh?
1: <laughs> Yo, it's the, it's the Patreon. The Patreon site is just uh, it's giving me the, what is it, like error local 433 that you always get anytime that yeah, you're yeah, trying to access some websites. But yeah, I, they know who they are. I got them on the next one. Guaranteed. It's a guarantee. But dude, uh, we were talking before we started recording officially that it was your birthday yesterday. And, uh, you're not a big, like, you're not, you're not a big, um, Hey, it's my birthday. Show me love kind of guy. Right.
2: (laughs) No, not at all. To be honest with you, man, I hate social media. Um, which is kind of funny because my, you know, my business and my company is predominantly run through social media but that's also probably why you don't really see me a lot on social media. Like, if I was really on social media active, trying to sell pics and get new clients, I would be doing exponentially higher numbers. But I don't need—I don't need those sales. You know, like I'm living a good life with or without people paying me to tell them what to bet. So, um, yeah, personally, I'm just not a big social media guy. And yeah, I hate the fake love. I think we all do, right? Like, who who wants fake love? It's like see, it's like running into the people you used to go to high school with. And you're just like forced into that awkward conversation of like, hey, man, how's college? You know, you guys don't want to be talking to each other.
1: Yeah, dude, there's a couple of things to break down there. I'm with you with the social media thing. And and it's an interesting dynamic because I always have these conversations with people that I have on the show. Maybe like as a one off, I like to ask them what their relationship with social media is. Because to me, this is going to sound super hypocritical because similar to you, our entire like livelihood and business is predominantly because of social media, right? Like people listen to the podcast because they see a clip they share it with their friends. Like if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. However, it sucks, bro. <laughs> it's not a good time, dude. There's someone bitching and moaning every time we sign on. There's a new thing that people are pissed off about. There's a new thing that got them angry. There's this new thing that's being pushed down our throats, no matter what it is. And it could be from politics to entertainment to, to, to bills being passed to questionable calls by referees. It's just a toxic dump, man. But I also love it, bro. What can I say? It's it's what's allowed me to have my relationship with you being out here in Vegas, if it wasn't for social media. So it's a it's a it's a heavy yin-yang
2: relationship that I have with social media. A thousand percent, and you know, as all the bitching I just did about how I hate social media, that's the only thing that keeps me coming back to it is the connections I've made with the people along the way. Um, you know, the people who follow me, support me. Like I think I have almost seventeen thousand followers now on Instagram. I remember starting that page from square one when no one knew who the fuck Kenny Betts big was, and not that a lot of people know me now, but it's crazy when I'll be in the casino in Atlantic City and. You know, I'm with my girlfriend. People come up to me, "Oh, what's good, Kenny?" And you know that it still catches me off guard. You know, it's like a weird feeling when people you don't know are coming up to you, introducing themselves to you. It's like, "Oh, oh, oh what's this?" But um, you know, it comes with the territory. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw the story I put up earlier, le- earlier last week, where I was giving out free bets on my story like all week. Right? Crushed it Monday, nailed it. People thanking me Tuesday. Come back, go zero two. So people are still up from Monday, right? There's nothing to complain to me about. You're up money, and people still have the audacity to message me. You suck. You're a piece of shit. You're a scammer. All this crazy stuff, and you have to have thick skin, man. Like people don't realize, like the things you're saying to people, like bro, these are these are human beings we're interacting with on here. It's not just a, a robot on the other side of the fucking computer, you know. Um, So yeah, it's it, it for all the jerks and the assholes on there. There's always you know. More people who are supportive and you know, loyal followers and support the brand. And those are the only that's they're the only reason I'm even still on here because you know, I I, I like the value I provide to them.
1: I mean, bro, we, we've been doing this a long time, especially in the industry that we're in when it comes to sports betting. You're not gonna be perfect, and <laughs> there's gonna be highs and highs, and there's gonna be super lows and lows. And that's just it, it it's a roller coaster, bro. That's just how it goes. And I mean, the trolls, it's going to happen, right? Like, I, I, I think the worst interactions that I get is when people ask me what I think about their team. You know, oh, what do you think of Denver this year? And and I'll list, like, I'll give them facts as to why I think they might not be good. And they're like, oh, you, know, you suck, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, dude, you asked. <laughs> like, you asked nah, me, yeah. right? I'm going to give you my my honest opinion. But that's just the game that we play, bro, especially in sports betting, right? Like, uh, Monday winners last week, I was on Philly and I was on Kansas City big. And went 2-0, right? The week before, it was not that hot. I went 1-3. But my favorite bet of the week, I ended up hitting also. So, like, that's just the game, dude. I don't get too butthurt over that. It happens. Uh, celebrate the wins as best you can. Celebrate the losses, too, because you learn from them. And as long as I feel like I'm making the right decision, I'm happy with it, bro. That's how, you know, I go to sleep well at night, knowing that I feel as if I made the right decision.
2: Yeah, no, it's and that's really all that matters at the end of the day, right, is is how we feel about ourselves, you know, just tune out all the outside noise. But, yeah, it's, you know, the the best bettors, the most successful bettors in the world lose 40 to 35 to 40 percent of the time. And they're making a lot of money. I'm one of them. You know, I'm not not as hot, not on on a Billy Walters level yet, but hopefully one day that's where we'll be.
1: Oh, Billy Walter's got a lot of other issues, too, that he got to worry about. So, hopefully, you don't run into those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I wanna... on, man. Uh, a, a fish doesn't get caught with his mouth uh, closed, you know? Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. I want to go back to the summer a little bit because we're talking about taking victory last. We're talking about celebrating. I mean, dude, shout out to the members of the Patreon if you listened. But the boy correctly picked the Super Bowl. Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl was 118 to 1, Kenny, on DraftKings and FanDuel at the beginning of the year. Also, had the Eagles have the best record at 30 to 1. Mahomes MVP 10 to 1. He's the favorite. Justin Jefferson 16 to 1, Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, bro, I crush these futures. Eagles, NFC 12 to 1, Super Bowl. I also gave out the Chargers too. So, like I said, we got to celebrate the wins and the losses. But uh, Kenny, you're probably going to troll me here, bro. You know why? (laughs) I already know
2: why. Because how many of those you got tickets for?
1: Only one, and it was for $10. (laughs) And it was the Eagles to have the best record. And it's like, dude, the reason why, bro, and everyone that knows me and knows, like, the brand that I'm kind of trying to build, especially in sports betting, I love Futures, dude. That's one of the things that we first talked about when we first linked up to Big Futures guy. and. It coincided with me moving to Vegas, bro. And it was like the week that I put this like tweet and post out was when I moved to Vegas. And dude, I'm still in the hole with some debt. Like maxed out credit cards, did all I had to do in order to get out here. So I couldn't go and put the best that I wanted to. So yeah, does this suck? A little bit. It's cool that I have these archived and they were out there for people. But it would have been nice right now, dude, 118 to one, Kenny, for the Super Bowl, bro.
2: <clears throat> yeah, see, I-, I won't troll you too hard just because of the re- the reasoning behind it, right? Like, Fair. you know, I-, I tell everyone, especially I respect what you did because I'm someone who kind of did the same thing, just kind of, you know, gave up everything and said, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do because I see this going here. Everyone called me crazy for it, but. You know, I stuck to it, and it's gotten me to everything I've had in life thus far. So, yeah, man, you know, as as shitty as it feels, it feels a lot sweeter sitting in the wind recording a dope-ass podcast, right? <laughs> so, Absolutely. yeah, man, it's a, you know, the future bets, that that's what's going to keep the people coming back. Where do you want to start with this weekend, bro, as we <laughs> go back? Mahomes is the goat? <laughs> how, do you, how do you, Jesus, man, What a, what a what more can you say about the guy? What
1: more can you say, but we're going to start with this. And I've been, and this isn't like hot takey, bro. Because I felt this way after they went to the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. And I'm going to go back and try to find clips. Because I remember saying, dude, that I think he's the best player I've ever seen play quarterback. It's not even close. It doesn't mean that he's the most accomplished because he's not, right? But from a talent standpoint... I said this in I said this after his third year starting, bro. And when you look at it, dude, Patrick Mahomes as a starter, five years in the in the league, right? This is his third Super Bowl appearance. He's already won one title, lost one. Potentially could go for two. Five years as a starter, five straight conference championship games. And in certain places, he's minus 3,000 to be the MVP. So he's winning his second MVP. So in five years, Kenny, as a starter, five straight conference title games, three Super Bowl appearances, one one Super Bowl, and two MVPs. And he's 27 years old. He's the most talented player I've ever seen play quarterback. And I think he, like, I already feel as if, if he was to
2: retire after the Super Bowl for his ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not even a question. Like, you know what he is? He's Aaron Rodgers, but he's a winner, right? Like, when when you look at like the goats, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like it was always known that Aaron Rodgers was the most talented one out there, right? Like Peyton was just the most cerebral, and Tom Brady was just the most clutch and got it done when it mattered the most. If Aaron Rodgers was a winner, like Patrick Mahomes is, he would be this. They would be almost the same player. You know they make the crazy throws. They can throw it all over the field on a dimes, just dropping dimes like that. Throw to uh, MBS. that scantling last night, a a seed, bro, off one a hobbled ankle, like dude, insane. It's, that looked People like didn't he was how in, insane that throw is that he made because it, he makes it look routine.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, I couldn't agree with you more because he made that throw and it looked like his bot, like he wasn't planted. That was straight, just torso and arm strength. And threw a missile right to MVS on that one. And, yeah, dude, I think, like, it was such a gutsy performance. Because, also, yo, on their last drive, it was Kemp was out there. Sky Moore, rookie. (laughs) Noah Gray. Travis Kelsey. Like, they were losing. They lost Juju. They lost Tony. Hardman went down. And it's like, what is happening? I have to literally will them to victory. And that's what he did, bro. It was unbelievable, the performance. And with the ankle, too. And there's so much more that we got to break down. But I, I just feel strong about this, man. And I felt this way for a long time. Like, we get caught up in rings. And, yeah, they're important. But just the body of work, dude. Five straight years that he's been the starter, they've went to the conference championship game. That is nuts, bro. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I don't care what the path is, because we're going to talk about the Eagles in a second. And, you know, like their journey to the Super Bowl, it was weak and whatever. I don't care, dude. You get into a conference championship, that means that you give your your team a chance to compete for a Super Bowl every year. And how about this? He's already gotten paid, right? So he's not on a rookie contract. And he continues to still get them there. And they had six rookies yesterday playing in that game. Basically, the entire rookie class contributed to this performance yesterday. And it's just been unbelievable what they've been able to do in Kansas City with Pat Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, anyone that knows me knows Brady is, is my guy. I'm a Patriots fan. Tom Brady is top dog for me, right? And respectfully so he is for a lot of people, especially Patriots fans. But yeah, man, Mahomes is, he's watching, he's the only guy that can even touch Tom Brady, right? Like, I mean, yeah, five straight AFC championships. I heard this stat too, which I was shocked Brady hadn't done this, but he's the first person to win multiple playoff games in four straight years. I think they said, or five straight years, which again, man, the guy when, when the, the moment is at its biggest, he rises to the occasion. Like look what he did against Buffalo last year, 13 seconds. I was, it's funny because I was uh, watching the game with my girlfriend yesterday. When I put big bets on on games, I like to just sit in in my house and just watch. Um, I don't like to be around people because I don't know who they're cheering for. I don't want any bad vibes. I'm a big believer in the vibe. So it was just me my girlfriend and my dog watching this game yesterday. And I'm hyping up Mahomes all game. Like, oh, man, you don't know how good this guy is. I'm talking to her like she actually cares. And then, of (laughs) course, as as I'm saying all this, he does that stupid fumble that he did and almost cost us the game.
1: Oh my yo, dude! Isn't it, it? It it's like we were talking about that graphic a couple of weeks ago when they flashed Brady having not thrown an <laughs> interception in the red zone, and then they flash a graphic, and then like three plays later he throws a pick in the red zone. It it's it's hilarious because I've had so many moments, and I'm sure people listening to this have had so many moments where like they're praising an athlete, and then he immediately snap of a finger, it's a, a, a he airballs a three, he dribbles it off his foot throws an interception, has a bad fumble like that. And, dude, that would have been an iconic play if if they would have lost. That would have been a play where he would have been the scapegoat and they would, you know, they'd be flashing that replay. And now it's just something where we say a funny story to it like
2: yours. Yeah, thank God, <laughs> thank God, because <laughs> if that man, if I lost that game because Patrick Mahomes the ball slipped out of his hands like that, especially with how good of a game he was playing, wow, that would have been one of the worst beats I would have ever had in my life. Especially when you when I consider like how much was at stake um, for me and my clients on that game. That was, that was a big swing for me there. I, you know, I profited over ten units. You know, and for people who don't know what really what a unit is, if you're betting a thousand dollars as your one unit bet. Made over ten grand on that Chiefs game alone. If you're following my plays, so um, yeah, that that was a big one. It felt good. It felt it felt really good to get that one. Yeah, and as I I'll game- tell you, I'll tell you not to cut you off, but I'll tell you what, we weren't texting about it, and and I was thinking, I was like, I want to text Nick because that we I know we're going through the same thing. I was like, but we've done this one too many times before where we text each other and shit hits the fan. So I was like, I'm gonna wait. But, dude, how scared were you when Burrow has the ball at the end of the game? I'm like, fuck, man. This is it.
1: I mean, bro, I was going to mention to you so much deja vu watching that game yesterday with with last year. It was unbelievable because I still feel like Mahomes got concussed in that game last year. And I'll die on that hill, bro. Because he took a hit out of bounds. And then the whole second half, he did not look right. The whole second half. And this year, he was hobbled with the ankle. Like there were so many times where he was throwing and he was just like doing the, the the like a hop step to avoid putting pressure on his leg. And there were so many things reminiscent of last season, right? Uh Chiefs come out three and out, Bengals they go and score, Bengals have the momentum. Anytime Burrow had the ball, I'm like, oh, when I saw their punter, I was like, oh, this is a massive win. Cause I just expect him to just pick convert. The third and 16 on one of those last drives. Where it went to Hayden Hurst, you're like, dude, how is he that wide open? Like, what are we doing? The fourth and six to chase. The fourth and six <laughs> to chase too on two rookies, which was interesting yep. because he just threw it up and everyone had the meme about oh, Jamar is down there somewhere. And then it was interesting because those two rookies got revenge on the T Higgins play, on the interception that Burrow threw, was on those two guys also, Cook and and uh, the other guy that got the McDuffie. interception, McDuffie. Yeah, those two guys end up making a big play there. But, bro, I was scared as hell watching Burrow driving the ball, dude, especially at the end, because it just felt so reminiscent of last year, Kenny. And when it went our way, I was really excited about that because, you know, I didn't have 10 units, but I had a couple, which was a pretty hefty bet for me. I'm not someone that like bets that that big. And it was a
2: pretty, you know, it was like a three, four unit bet for me yesterday. Hey man, what <clears throat> I don't unit shame. Whatever whatever you got, you know, you got skin in the game, I respect you, man. So um any anytime you, you know, money won is feels better than money earned. So something's better than nothing. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. And
1: when we go back to last week, one of the things that I found really interesting heading into this game, and it was a big, big factor in my handicapping, Kenny, was the offensive line for Cincinnati. And I know everyone made the same case and same take against Buffalo, but I felt like the two scenarios were so different, dude. And you saw it in the first half because I felt like the Cincinnati offensive line was going to be an issue yesterday like it was, more so than Buffalo, because against Buffalo, they don't have the same kind of game records that Kansas City has. Chris Jones, monster yesterday. Frank Clark is like top Two, I think, all-time in playoff sacks. Never would have guessed that one. We were with the Kansas City Sports uh, Network guys, and they were live-streaming the game here at the studio yesterday, Kenny. And they were talking about Frank Clark and how this is the third Super Bowl under that contract. And everyone was slandering that contract when he first got it when he came over from Seattle, if I remember correctly. But, you know, Carl too, the dirty Greek on the defensive line making a lot of plays. Spags with the blitzes. I felt like the D line was gonna eat them up, and they did that whole that whole game, man. I felt like Burrow was not on his game because he was worried about the offensive line more so yesterday than he was against Buffalo. Was that something you were you were thinking when you were doing down your breakdowns for your bet last week?
2: Yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, what, what? When? When did we do the show together? Monday last week, or was it a different day? I forget what we did, but I, th- I think I talked a little bit about the show on the show with you how. The, the offensive line, it was a big thing going into the Buffalo game, but what helped Cincinnati that a lot of people weren't talking about was the snow mm. because it, the type of defense that Buffalo plays, which Tony Romo did a great job breaking down and talking about how the snow was actually helping the Bengals in that game. It allowed the Bengals to run these short, quick routes and get open quickly. So Burrow could just drop the ball out quick, quick, quick. So the offensive line was never really a problem. And, you know, I think I even said the first game uh, when, when they put, yeah, yeah, the first game when they played Frank Clark didn't play mm-hmm. uh, George Karloftis, totally different player coming down the end of the season. I think he had what, five and a half sacks his last couple games. And, you know, obviously Jones, we saw how pissed off he was about all the, you know, Burrowhead and all that stuff. He's he's you know, finalist for defensive player of the year. I think he was the number two rated uh, inside defensive lineman by Pro Football Focus. So you, they got the game records. And yeah, so that was, that was a huge thing. I, I told everyone, I think the offensive line is going to be a huge problem for the Bengals this game because the Chiefs, like you said, they have those game records. So, um, yeah, that was definitely something I, I was keying in on for sure.
1: Dude, how long have you been watching football?
2: Long time, man. said I was like five, four or five.
1: Have you ever seen a do-over?
2: Never. I told my, i my clients were texting me. They're like, man, I love you. It feels good to be on the side of the fix. You know, like I've never seen that in the, in the history of any, any sport, a do, what do you mean a do-over? How are we doing a do-over?
1: Bro, I was laughing my ass off and like, uh, and I was shocked laughing. Right. And, you know, the Chiefs don't pick up the the first down. And it ends up being fourth down. And then apparently the referees didn't spot it right. The clock was off. So they're like, you know what? Let's just run that play again. And you're like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? Bro, and that's when everyone started with the NFL is rigged. It's a fix. The fix is in. And uh, I had even, I'd even tweeted out. I was like, look, man, uh, I bet a lot of money on this game. Um, but it's brutal for the Bengals. <laughs> like... But also, the Bengals ended up forcing a punt, too, so they didn't really get harmed by that.
2: Right, but it it almost was a big problem because the next play was the five-yard holding play, right? Right. Yes, I mean, which, in my opinion, is the worst penalty in football because it was a third and nine. A five-yard penalty should not give them a first down. Like, Granted, it helped us in that spot, so I'll take it, but it's the worst penalty because it just gives the refs exponential power over the whole outcome of any game they could call you can in theory call that five-yard holding penalty every single play It, it it can be an argument made every single play there's one of those holding penalties can be called so it's too much power but yeah I mean I say it all the time you've I've said it on here this show a few times I think the NFL and all sports in general are fixed to some degree um you know what degree they're fixed you know that's a different discussion But
1: yeah, I mean everyone everyone felt that way. And it, and it's hard to try to defend it as someone that doesn't think it's fixed or rigged. Yeah, do they want certain teams because of ratings? But then again, dude, like the quarterback position has quarterbacks and like superstar NBA players. I think that's eliminated the whole small market. We need big teams in there like, bro, Milwaukee's been in the finals and they got a good number. It's like because Giannis is there, right? Memphis now all of a sudden is like, a, holy shit, we got to watch Memphis because they got John Moran. Like this Oklahoma City Thunder had three guys that had like the top 10 selling jerseys on their roster. It's like whoever goes to Oklahoma City, bro? Like no one ever goes there. But it became a big market. So like Kansas City is a big market because of Mahomes. The Bengals now are a big market because they got Mahomes. Uh, Bur- uh, Bengals got uh, Burrow, excuse me. So, like, to me, I don't really buy into that. But it's hard to defend it, bro, when my group chat is going crazy. Like, yo, this shit is fixed. This shit is rigged.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you can make an argument for both sides. But I just feel when you watch. And, you know, I, I don't know if the NFL is, you know, behind the scenes scripting up storylines. Like, hey, this is how this is going to go down. I don't know if it's if it's that high up. Um, But the refs, man, like I said, the refs. Tim Donahue, in his book, he's talked about it. He says every single NBA ref is betting on these games. And when you think about the amount of money that's at stake and how much money can be won based on some of these calls and the way the games go, it's not, it's not far fetched to think that a lot of these refs probably have some sort of financial interest on these games, the outcomes of these games.
1: Hey, man, anytime you have incidents like that, it's hard. It's hard not to look back in history and say, you know what, man, they're there might be something that we might hear a couple years from now where it leaks out and someone spills the beans and there's a whistleblower and they say that these things were tampered a little bit, you know, but also on the flip side, dude, and this was something that I also posted today. Also, the Chiefs beat the Bengals at every stat that mattered, like every stat that matters in, in, in a football game, more yards, more plays, yards per play, first downs, passing yards, turnovers sacks. They had less sacks. They converted more in the red zone. Like, all these stats that matter, points off turnovers, they outplayed them there. So, I think the right team won anyway. The call at the end on Osai, Kenny. I wasn't exactly... It was, right it, was, it was the right call. Does it suck, the timing of it, bad timing? And, yeah, you don't want the referees to dictate a game like that, but it's the right call. At that point, it's... You know, it's not as egregious as, like, the no-PI when the Saints and Rams played. Like, I remember watching that game, bro, at a bar, which is something I never really, I'm I'm never really out for, for games of that magnitude. But I remember watching that game, and when the dude got lit up on the Saints, I was like, oh, that's a flag. And then they didn't. And I was like, oh, my God. Again, started laughing out of shock more than anything, bro. So,
2: to me, I think the right team won in Kansas City, dude. Yeah, the right team definitely won. If you if you watch that game, like Kansas City was dominating from you know the start the start of that game. The defense came out. The crowd was electric one of the loudest crowds I've ever heard on a TV game. Right? I mean, I, I thought that that place was going nuts, probably because of all the trash talk that the Bengals, the mayor, all those guys were doing. Um, but yeah, it's a good game. Good outcome. I'll take it. I know
1: that smirk, bro. I know that smirk. Been there, done that, baby. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, I will say, um, and uh, shouts to my buddy Jack. He put out a a, a tweet he got from some fan, right? That said, This was Fan Duel last night before the Chiefs game. And apparently they had a look ahead line for Chiefs Eagles. And then they were bitching and moaning about, Oh, it's rigged. Look, even the sports books aren't on it. It's like, bro, that's not what
2: happened. Did you see what I posted on my story? I did not, no. It was uh, it was a screenshot. So here, let me see if I can pull it up. Actually, it was a screenshot um, of DraftKings. So the Eagles game was still in play. It was like the third or fourth, third or fourth quarter. Um, so they had like the live line for that game. They had the Chiefs Bengals game up, and then they had February twelfth Eagles versus Chiefs. No line out yet. Um, right. I refreshed the screen. Ten seconds later, it's gone. Look, so, crazy. Well, so here's crazy. the thing, bro. Because I. Now look, look, look! Oh. Can you see that? I could, yeah. So, and hey, look, let me pull it out for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's the screenshot, right? And then, and
2: then, a couple seconds later, gone. Yeah.
1: Okay. So here's the thing, Go. right? Because I've, I've, uh, I've worked with some sportsbook apps. They just have the lines up for for future outcomes anyway. So they had the same thing for, they had the same thing for Niners, Bengals. They had Niners
2: Chiefs they had all the headlines. Those are those look ahead lines. Right. Right, but that's not what that was. That was on the day of the game, Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl matchup. It wasn't look ahead lines. cuz then they if that was the case they would have had like Eagles versus Bengals, Chiefs versus Niners. Do you know what I mean? It would have yeah. been all the options there if that's if that was the case. And hey, I mean I'm I'm not does that in, in reality, does that mean anything? No. Like I'm not going to go, I'm not going to put much stock into that. Like that didn't, I didn't see that. And then say, Oh, I'm going to go triple down more on the chiefs. No, that didn't, you know, I didn't bet anymore after seeing that just interesting to to see. And you know, there's been, I think me and you talked about it. Maybe it was a, a different friend of mine, but there was a game earlier this year. It was like one of the Colts games, ESPN there's like a Monday night football game at like three o'clock in the afternoon. The ESPN app must've been glitched. It had that the game started. It had the exact scenario of the first, like exactly how the kickoff went and how in the order, like who was getting the kickoff. And then that was exactly how the game played out. So, you know, it's, it's obviously it's just coincidence probably, but it's crazy.
1: Hey man, maybe some of these sports books are listening to the show and these Monday winners have just been on fire and they're like, "Yo, these two kids know what they're talking about. Let's just, you know, save everyone the time. Let's just get that lineup.
2: It would be smart. <laughs> I, I think they listen. Well, I know some of them listen because I've walked into sportsbooks and, they, and the the directors of the sportsbook are like, oh, Kenny, what's up? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy?
1: <laughs> They're lurking, bro. They're always lurking. I want to go now to the uh, NFC title game. And, dude, my biggest takeaway from leaving that game, bro, is I don't think I've ever seen a team more pick at quarterback than. Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. It is unbelievable that they lost Trey Lance, then they lost Jimmy G, then they lose Brock Purdy, and then it's like Kyle Yousechek and CMC are the emergency QBs. Oh, Josh Johnson comes in and then he gets hurt also. It's like, dude, what is ha- like no? It is unbelievable what's happened to them, bro. That I I was watching that game, Kenny, and it was astonishing that that was
2: happening. Yeah, I mean, obviously unfortunate. It's also unfortunate for the Eagles because I think the Eagles are going to win that game pretty handily, regardless of if Brock Purdy stayed in that game or not. Um, so it's, it's unfortunate because it takes away from the Eagles' win. But yeah, I mean, I mean when have we seen a team go through four quarterbacks in one season, right? So pretty uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Kyle Shanahan must have did something because that guy's just got bad karma, right? He was the Falcons' offensive coordinator. They blow that lead. Um, You know, the the game last year to the Rams, I I don't know how the Niners weren't in the Super Bowl last year. I don't know how the Rams somehow won that NFC Championship game. Um, So, yeah, just bad luck for for Shanahan all, all around.
1: Yeah, that was unbelievable, bro. And, you know, the big talking point leaving Sunday... And it's going to be the lead up. It was a lead up on every talk show this morning that I was watching at the gym. And even in Sirius XM radio as I was driving. Oh, the Eagles didn't play anyone. The Eagles cruise to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are, they haven't been tested. And it's like, you play who's on your schedule, number one. And number two, bro, to me, if you're beating the shit out of teams like they are, That got to mean something to me, bro. I don't care what your competition is and if you're playing inferior teams, but you're destroying them, bro. Like, they won both of their games by three scores. Four scores. That, to me, matters more than, like, who's on your schedule. If they were squeaking by the Giants, like, they had to go for two to to win the game because they didn't want Daniel Jones to get the ball back or, or they kick a field goal against CMC at quarterback... Then I'd be like, yo, you know what? You might have some truth to that statement. But when they're going in there, dude, and they're just obliterating teams, bro. I think this whole Eagles cakewalk to a Super Bowl is is a terrible, terrible take.
2: Terrible take in, in what regards? I mean, those are facts. Like, they really have not played anyone.
1: Sure, but what I'm saying is it's not their fault who's on their schedule and also they're destroying these teams. Like, they're not sque- they're not barely getting by these teams to say, you know what, man? they might-. Like Minnesota. Minnesota was a fraud all year because duh, again, again in a one score, a by a field goal or a late. You know what I'm saying? Like, those were all coin flip wins for Minnesota where Philly is just like, Bro, it's 21-0 at the end of the first quarter, and we got the ball. Like That's where I'm getting at, where I think it's a bad
2: take. Yeah, it's definitely a bad take to say that's probably the only reason that they're here. Because from start to finish this year, I I said it last week, I think the Eagles have been the most complete, well-rounded team from the start of the season to the end of the season. And again, not many people are talking about how good that team really is. Maybe it's because Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's... it. They definitely deserve to be there. They're the best team in the NFC for sure. Um, But again, they also haven't played anyone like a Patrick Mahomes this year. So it's going to be an interesting game. Again, Eagles have a great defensive line. Chiefs have a pretty good offensive line. So can the Chiefs protect Mahomes long enough to let him throw the ball all around? Eagles, best pass defense in the NFL. But on the other side, they haven't really played any good quarterbacks this year. Aaron Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback, and he got hurt. He didn't even finish that game, but the Packers put up thirty three points in that game. So you know you look at the games where they've played some good quarterbacks and those teams actually did have some success scoring points. So, um, where do you lean for this game? I mean, I already bet the Chiefs okay, same yeah that yeah, I've ever made,
1: yeah, and I think um I think it's gonna. <laughs> It's no get, brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the line did flip a little bit. Like uh some places opened up Philly. Um, no, they opened up Kansas City one and a half, and then it flipped all the way to so there's some places out here where the Chiefs are catching two points. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. yeah, I I mean I was on I was on Kansas City immediately. I felt like whoever was gonna win the AFC title game was gonna win the Super Bowl, if I'm being honest with you. And I think that. It's going to come down to Mahomes, bro. I just think Mahomes is going to be the best player on the field in that Super Bowl. And I trust the infrastructure. And I think that they're playing well right now also. Like, yeah, Philly start to finish has been playing great. And these are the right two teams that are in the Super Bowl, which is always a conversation I like having. Because, like, last year, a lot of people felt like... Man, I don't think the right two teams are in the Super Bowl in Cincinnati and the Rams. Like, there were cases to be made for Green Bay, for Buffalo, even for Kansas City. So, to me, the right two teams are in the Super Bowl, but I'm leaning to Kansas City uh, heavy for this Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the argument we were making for the Buccaneers, right? Mm -hmm. Where are you, you know, you got Tom Brady versus Daniel Jones or, you know, Kirk Cousins or I mean, stupid us, Dak Prescott, yeah, right? Yeah. Who actually ended up beating him. But um, it's kind of the same thing. Like, our, you know, you're telling you're telling me everything you highlighted about how good Patrick Mahomes is, the, probably the best quarterback the NFL has ever seen. By the time his career is over, he may even be the most decorated quarterback. He's probably the only guy that can pass Tom Brady in some of the accolades that Brady has, you know, stacked up. Yeah, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. It's the same, it's almost the same exact situation we're getting when it was the Chiefs just versus the Bengals, where the sports books are going to need Patrick Mahomes here. All the money, whether it's sharp bettors and public bettors, have poured in on the Eagles. That's why we saw that line jump. And it makes sense because the Eagles, Philadelphia, usually one of those betting markets where the fans just heavily, heavily, heavily bet their team. So usually those lines are a little inflated because books know that their Eagles are going to take action regardless, right? It's kind of like the Yankees, where it's just one of those teams where their fans are so, so diehard. Yeah. And they're big bettors. Like, you know, obviously, I know out west it's a big thing, but you know, from being on the East Coast, like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, like Philly, it's a big betting market. It's really, really big, right? Like the Italian influence. It's here. If you're not from here and you're just, you know, you're listening, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But Nick knows when you're from here, you see betting. It's kind of mixed in with everything, right? Oh, yeah,
1: dude. I mean, from a young age, I just remember saying to myself, like, how many people actually do bet? And I have a take, like, if you're, especially if you're from the East Coast. Like, if you're into sports, like, you bet or you gamble. Like, it, it, one way or another, it could be fantasy. It could be daily fantasy. It could be betting. It could be parlay cards. It could be whatever it might be. But people dabble, bro. And, yeah, especially in those markets, you do get a lot of overinflation on lines. So it's the same thing with, like, the NCAA tournament, too. I'm not the biggest college basketball better. I don't even bet college basketball like that. But you do know when it's like Michigan or UNC and Duke, Kansas, like yeah. those teams get a lot, a lot of money coming in on them from like famous alumni and like the 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 fan base is just so passionate for them. Like dude, one of my one of my uh, best friends, boss, he used to be a member of uh, Veterans Minimum. He's a Syracuse alumni, and he's like, yo, I would never bet against Syracuse. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, under no circumstance. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, I'd bet against the Yankees, which is his favorite team. Or he's like. You know, I always bet against the Jets, but he's like, I would never. Like, even if our entire starting five is out, like, I'm going to always bet Syracuse. And that always resonated with me, like how passionate college sports fans are.
2: No, yeah, for sure. The uh, like college football is even crazier, some of those guys. But yeah, college sports, big, big money, big, big action. Um, and I'm just, I, I can't believe we're getting... May not pan out, you know, obviously, well, the game's got to be played and they got to go out there and win it. But, dude, if you told me to start the season, Kenny, there's going to be an opportunity where you're going to get to take Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game at home and in the Super Bowl, fading where all the public is, where all the money is. I would have told you you've lost your mind, right? Normally, Patrick Mahomes is a public darling. People can't wait to put their money on him and the Chiefs. But we're getting, this may be like a a once-in-a-lifetime setup here for us.
1: Bro, that's why everyone that was asking me about this Chiefs game against Cincinnati, I said, bro, I have to bet the Chiefs. Like, forget your numbers. Forget your analytics. Uh, Matchup, I don't care about that. It's like the fact that Mahomes is the underdog at home. I know it closed at minus one and a half, but like the whole week, they were an underdog at home against a team that's beaten them three straight times. You were talking about it before how the Bengals and the mayor were just yapping, yapping all week, Burrowhead and all this stuff. And you saw the players mentioned it the moment the game ended. So they heard it. And the public was all on Cincinnati. They're like, bro, we got the best player on the planet catching points at home. Come on now. Let's not get crazy. That's exactly how it played out, bro. Like I had, I had to, there was no way I was betting the Bengals, bro. Even if you were to give me a free roll, be like, yo, You could take this $1,000, but you got to put it on the Bengals. I'd be like, there's no way I'm betting Cincinnati. I can't root for it. I can't put my money there. Just like you said, it was, we throw the word generational around. And we might look back at this like, he might not be a dog again in his career, bro, in the playoffs. Like these
2: are rare, rare era that we're entering right now. No, yeah, you you're absolutely right. Especially if he goes out and wins this Super Bowl, there's a chance we never see unless I guess he's playing the Bengals or something, but there's a chance we may never see Patrick Mahomes like you said as an underdog. So, these are these are opportunities you got to take advantage of. I don't ever send my clients big bets like that out because it's not it's not really a smart strategy, right? Like you got to be disciplined, you got to be structured in in this game or you'll get eaten alive. But when you when you've been doing this for a while and you're you're able to spot really really good opportunities, you got to take advantage of them because like things like that do not come around often i read a stat and i don't know how true this is because i don't have the historical numbers to go back and like fact check this but action network wrote an article that there there were 14 games before yesterday where patrick mahomes received less than 50% of the bets in those games he was 12 and 2 straight up so pretty pretty crazy stat if that if that one's true
1: When you talk about Mahomes and you talk about this Eagles defense, there's something really interesting that I dug up. And it backs what you were saying about how, yeah, Philly's number one in pass defense, but Dak Prescott put up 40 on them. Jared Goff put up 35 on them. And Trevor Lawrence was cruising to a big game against them. And then he had five straight turnovers. In that like rainstorm, like early on in the year. I remember I had the at the Jaguars plus seven and a half. And I'm like, oh man, they're up 14 nothing. This is this is a layup. You know, I did the oh, the the cardinal sin, Kenny, where I texted one of my buddies. I was like, yo, lock, lock, cash is betting in already. <laughs> and now they're gonna go up against Mahomes. And I think I think all those rookies, like at this point, I don't think you're a rookie. Like, I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is a rookie anymore. Like, dude has played like 20 games, right? Like now they trust them. MVS scored a touchdown in every game so far in the playoffs. They got Kelsey and, you know, Juju will be healthy, I'm sure. And Kadarius Toney, I mean, that, that's the MO on him, right? Like everyone everyone that knows anything about Kadarius Toney and his tenure with the Giants is he's a hell of a talent. He's an exceptional talent. But what you saw yesterday is what always happens. He'll make a big play and then he'll get hurt and then he's out for two to three weeks. And that's just been the story of his career. But I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this – Line moves, but I'm already. I've already bet it. It's the earliest I've ever made a bet. I was blindly gonna bet it. As long as Mahomes is healthy, I'll take him against anyone. And uh, what about this one, Kenny? I don't know if you caught this week one this year, they played in Arizona, Kansas City, and now their last game of the season is gonna be in Arizona for the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, didn't that's uh, it's, it's pretty crazy, right? What are the chances of that? And they're going to win. They won week one, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. do you, like... <clears throat> how many games did Arizona win at home this year? The Chiefs might win more games in Arizona <laughs> than the Cardinals did. We'd have to, I'd have to look that up. But, yeah, there was, it
1: was pretty rough in Arizona. But, dude, as we start to wind down, man, and I know we're not really going to give out too much because I do want to run some props with you next week and have some fun with that, maybe build out a parlay or something. But how... um. How soon do you bet on props? Do you bet on props during the Super Bowl? Like, what's your approach with that? Because I haven't gotten a chance really to
2: talk to you about that kind of stuff. So I'm not, you know, I think we've talked about it a little bit. I'm typically not someone who tries to, like, call them steam betters, really try to beat the line. Um, You know, obviously, that is one of the biggest advantages you can get. If you can consistently beat the line, you're going to beat the game. Um, Math says in the long run. But with, like, things like, you know, props i'm not a big prop guy in the super bowl i probably will dabble like last year i know i bet a few um i had a couple odell props that cashed for me would have cashed all of them if he didn't get hurt um and normally i don't bet things that early either but i really thought that the chiefs line would have went the other way um i saw it opened as a pick and i thought for sure that the chiefs would have probably went to like minus one one and a half i was pretty shocked at how quick it went to two two and a half the other way um but, yeah, I'll key in on some props. I don't really bet them a ton myself. I'll send out to clients, like, things I like, mismatches I see. Um, you know, I do the show with Katie with you here, so I give props out, like, on the shows. And I actually do pretty well. Like, you know, I, I nailed a lot of props the- throughout the playoffs that I give out on-, on Moxie Bets. And every weekend I'm sitting there like, damn, why, why am I not betting these? <laughs> these seem like free money at this point. But uh, that's that's not what's gotten me here. It's not my bread and butter. So, I try to stick to what I'm good at and, you know, what I do, especially now that I bet pretty heavy. You know, I don't want to go bet thousands of dollars on props and then I, I have a bad day and I'm sitting there kicking myself like, dude, why did I do that? It's not it's not my game. Um, so, I don't know if that answers your question.
1: No, it does, man. And also, I, I've made it very clear over the last couple of days and I resurfaced a video that I put up uh, when I was back home in New York. And... To me, it's very simple. And this is like an evergreen kind of advice that I could give you. When it comes to props, especially in the Super Bowl, some are up already. There are, they've already put up passing yards, receiving yards, MVPs, all that stuff. A lot of it is up already. There's going to be thousands of props that you could wager on. However, if there are props that you like for the guys to go over, whether it's a Juju Smith receiving yards over, or Pacheco rushing yards, whatever it might be, bet those ASAP. Bet them right away because come kickoff, those would be where I would bet them under, right? There's a chance that you could middle it also. But betting props you like over, bet them early. Props that you like under, bet them later in the week. Bet them Sunday, day of the Super Bowl.
2: And why do you th- what, do you, what is your, like, argument behind that? Just because you're saying the sheer amount of betting that takes place, most people gravitate towards the overs?
1: Yeah, they gravitate towards the overs, right? So, like, say a guy opens up. It happened last year with T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a bad example because he had, like, over, like, 90 yards. So he surpassed it anyway. But he had opened up at, like, 63 and a half yards. And he closed at 70 and a half. And it's like... Bet that early because then they started saying, you know, the number two wide receiver for against the Rams always kills them and the Jalen Ramsey matchup. And then people started floating those ideas and those stats behind it, where to me, like I bet that right away. I love the T Higgins matchup and I got it at 62 and a half. Granted, this is a bad example because if you bet the over on game day, it's still what I went over. But that was a prime example of like betting that early. I tried to middle it. It lost. So I broke even on that prop. But that's, like, my approach to it because it's only going to go up when it comes to overs that you might be into, especially the popular ones, right? Like, Kelsey yardage, I would bet that now. Like, without question, I would bet that as soon as possible because I, I think that number is going to move, like,
2: three to four yards in the other direction. Yeah, I mean, it's probably—the one thing I'll say, though, is I guess the Super Bowl is different than any other game throughout the year because it's the right. only game, Right. Typically, public bettors don't move lines. It's usually the sharp bettors. So, like, for example, I would never bet Kelsey. I'm just using this as an example. Right. Everyone is probably looking at Kelsey props to go over, right? Mm-hmm. The Eagles have been one of the best teams throughout the whole season at defending tight ends. Mm-hmm. So a sharp better typically in a, on a game would look at that and probably say, oh, I, I like Travis Kelsey to go under there, right? If they're a respected better, sportsbooks will see them take that bet and adjust the line accordingly, giving them a better line, right? So let's say it opens at Kelsey, 70 yards receiving. Sharp better comes, respected better comes, takes the under. Maybe they bump it down to 68 and 67 and something like that. Here it's a little different because you know it's it's not there's not a, a, a whole 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 slate of games to be to spread that action around. So yeah, i and mean, I guess I guess I like that logic. I, I've never really paid attention to it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna do it
2: this year though. We yeah. should keep track of them because oh. it does make sense. Yeah,
1: just like you saw it happen with Cooper Cup, dude. Cooper Cup last year, it moved eight yards from open to close. That is wild. And he went under, right? But like, that is wild. And you see some of these move- m- movements with Did these guys. He high go under points. from
2: the open number too?
1: Yeah, he went under uh, yeah. on, on all of them. Yeah, and everyone was, because I think he ended with like 88 yards. Or, like, he was somewhere in the 80s, and it opened at, like, 92 and a half, and it closed, like, over 100. So, you can see with, like, an A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, Kelsey props over. You're going to see a lot of those. So, if you do like those and you think that's how the game's going to play out, I would just recommend betting those right away. And then if you like the under, wait. Like, if you think Kelsey, like you said, right? If you think Kelsey's going to get shut down because the Eagles have played so well against the tight end all season long, then wait until kickoff, man. I guarantee you you're you going to get a higher number. You're going to get a better number in your favor. That's that's just my basic approach with the Super Bowl, dude. And I think it's going to be fun over the next couple of weeks. There's so many compelling storylines, right? Like you got first time in NFL history, two black quarterbacks going up against each other. You got Andy Reid going up against a team that made him, right? You got the Kelsey brothers. First time ever that brothers are playing each other in the Super Bowl. And then also you got two the two best teams all year, like the two best teams all year. Uh, it's going to be a banger of a Super Bowl, man. And the last couple, Kenny, have gone under. So maybe we get some fireworks. Who knows?
2: Yeah, that's, I'm, I was just going to ask you that. What, what type of game do you think we get here? You think it's like a shootout track meet type of game or is it like a slow, methodical? They come out tight, you know, 24, 21 type of game.
1: Well, I love that you mentioned that thing about them coming out tight because I another reason why I'm favoring Kansas City is because like they've been there, done that, right? This is new for, I mean, Brandon Graham and like Lane Johnson, Kelsey are like the only ones that I can think off off the top of my head and Fletcher Cox that were there in 2017. So getting accustomed to that, and I think there's a there's there's a head coach mismatch in my opinion. I would I would prefer Andy Reid and this one been there, done that also. And it's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. I think it's gonna be a banger. I I do I expect fireworks. I think fireworks. I I've noticed that the line has dropped. Like it opened up at fifty one and a half. It's at forty nine in some places out here. So people are hammering the uh, the under, uh, especially professional betters. From from some of the conversations I've had. But uh, I th- I think fireworks, man. We're due for one, right? Last couple of years it hasn't gone over. So maybe maybe some regression to that.
2: Yeah, and I think that like the Philly offense is is like kind of sneaky. They're you know you talked about they're just blow teams out. The Chiefs very susceptible to getting beat by the opposing number one wide receivers from the other team. So I mean, you got the Jalen Hurts AJ Brown connection that could be you know that could easily connect for a couple deep passes that could you know change the outcome of the total for that. But yeah, I was going to say you know you you were kind of talked about a little bit with the props how when when those lines move. Those are things you really got to be careful of because when those lines start moving, you don't want to take them. You know, like Nick said, like if the lines moved eight you know, yards or the total right here going from 51 and a half down to 49 and a half, that's moving through some very key numbers there. Um, and in that case, I always say, like, it's better just to stay away. Like yesterday, for example, I wanted to bet more on the Chiefs before that game started. But I had the Chiefs plus two, plus one and a half. I had them plus, you know, plus money from a parlay that I had them in. Uh, plus money on the money line from futures that I had for them to win the AFC championship. So I'm looking at it, you know, they were like minus one twenty five when they around kickoff. I'm like, dude, this is just stupid of me to add more money to this because I'm getting such a shitty line compared to where I already have them at. Um and it's just always better to be patient in those spots and you know just stay off it if you're getting a bad line. It was good to chat with you, bro. Always, always man. I feel like you know it's a good auras when we come on here. We win, we're winning money, we're winning Winning the people money—that's uh, that's what matters most. But I'm excited, man. We got another one next week. You know, a little Super Bowl media week. Uh, like you said, we'll probably cook something up for the people, right?
1: Yeah, we'll have a couple of props. I know you're not into parlays, but we'll do like a same game parlay. Also, you know, try to try to go on some vacations. We're gonna call these the vacation parlays for for the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> this was dope, bro. Thanks for coming on. Tell the people where they could find you.
2: Come on, man. They should already know. But if you don't, KennyBetsBig uh, on Instagram, Twitter, a website, KennyBetsBig.com. You want to learn how to be a better better, get an edge on the sports books, your bookie, whatever it is, tired of sending out your Venmos. Come hit me up.
1: <laughs> sending out the Venmos. That's a good one. Because I know I, I see some people sending out Venmos, bro. So I always know those uh, sketchy transactions, what they're all about. Veterans minimum. Which is
2: mind block. Mind-blowing that bookies use Venmo in today's, today's world. It's crazy, but that's, that's another conversation.
1: Veteransminimum.com is you can find all things VM. And we'll catch you guys later this week.
3: Mother's Day is almost here.